0: Hello and welcome to History Factory Plugged In. I'm Jason Dressel and thanks for listening. And uh, 2020, what a year it has been. And as we enter this home stretch on getting through the end of 2020, we're going to go back to highlighting some of the stories of how companies have adapted to continue operating the adjustments that they're making right now, both big and small, that are enabling them to manage through what, for many companies, is one of the most disruptive and unexpected periods in their history. Now, as some of you uh, may know, earlier this year, History Factory created the COVID-19 Corporate Memory Project, and you can check that out at c19corporatememory.org. And the intention of the project has been to capture and chronicle how corporate America is responding to the pandemic. We've been following how businesses and their leaders have been leading in the crisis and what it's like to navigate their organizations and people through a global pandemic. We've also been documenting the role businesses are playing in their communities and the pivots they've made to both provide essential services and be an essential business. Of course, the commercial sector is also critical to ultimately helping us overcome the pandemic, so we're also curating stories about business on the front lines, how companies are rising to the challenge of the public health crisis. And finally, we're following and archiving the changing nature of work, from virtual offices to essential workers to new technologies and customer interactions, some of which may be shelved after this age of social distancing subsides, and others which may more permanently affect how business operates moving forward. And one of the things that has really struck me over the last couple of months has been thinking about how different this experience of the last eight months would have been if it had happened 15 or 20 or even five or 10 years ago. I mean, just think for a minute about how different business would be if we didn't have smartphones or Zoom or Teams or Wi-Fi or the internet at all, for that matter. The ability for businesses and And really of course organizations across all of our global society to manage through this the way it has is so different because this has been a 21st century pandemic and a story we have today is really a microcosm of this phenomena and it's a project for the company s p global that some of us here at history factory have worked on over the last year And uh, we're going to hear more about this project from our friend Demetra Manis, who is S&P Global's Executive Vice President and Chief People Officer. But before we listen in on my conversation with Demetra, I'll I'll provide a little bit of context. Uh, First, you'll, of course, recognize S&P Global because of the S&P 500 index. But the company is one of the world's most important financial service firms with a broad array of credit ratings, data, and analytics and research and content capabilities that provide the insights and intelligence for the global markets to work. And we had the opportunity to begin working with S&P Global about a year ago to refine some of their positioning and to infuse uh, their brand and positioning with more authentic storytelling. And as part of that project, we traveled around the world to many of their locations in India, Singapore, Europe, South America. Uh, In fact, I went to S&P offices in S&P's offices in New York uh, three times in the first quarter of this year before the lockdown happened and was there just a couple of weeks before the crisis hit New York so hard. So we were right in the thick of this project and traveling all over the place when we all literally got grounded and sent home in March. And again, Our work was to help the company discover and develop a more authentic style of storytelling. So as we worked with S&P Global's people team, uh, one of the things we were working on was reimagining and overhauling the career section of spglobal.com. And we knew that we wanted to create stories that showcase the company's diversity and global footprint, but suddenly we had this challenge for how we were going to create that kind of content that we wanted at a quality level that met the standard of the brand. So with that context, let's hear from Demetra on how her team developed the new website built on stories that were discovered and produced from around the world over the last six months or so while everyone worked from home.
1: Demetra, thank you so much for joining History Factory Plugged In.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jason.
1: Of course. Well, first, congratulations uh, to you and your team uh, for the new careers website for SMB Global. Um, it, it looks spectacular um, and, uh, and it has to be, in our, in our, of course, relatively biased opinion, it has to be uh, one of the most innovative uh, people sites that a company has managed uh, to launch in the last six months or so, given, given our constraints.
2: <laughs> it was definitely a challenge, but uh, the team rose up to it, and I think it's, uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's fantastic.
1: Great. Well, w- let's start with maybe just sort of sharing a little bit of perspective on S&P Global. And of course, you know, the, the, the objective of this new uh, site that you all created is all about representing the company and the brand to um, potential talent around the world. And who are the kinds of people that you and your team seek to attract there at S&P Global?
2: It's a, it's a terrific question, Jason, because we, we, we're a company of, of pioneers and thinkers. And so, you, know, you, could also, you could just immediately say to yourself, you just want people who just think people who think and people who are innovative. Um, So we love people who are innovative and we love people who think and people who are committed to accelerating progress in the world, which is our purpose, right? It really is the biggest piece. And the progress You know, this progress really begins with putting our people first and putting them first in their careers and putting them first in their lives. So I think that's an important piece of the type of people we're looking for. We're looking for people who are thinkers and pioneers.
1: And from your experience, who tends to thrive in the organization? Are there specific um, sort of attributes or characteristics within that or, or people maybe in, in, in different sort of places in their career? Are there specific sort of characteristics of people from your experience who tend to do well at S&P Global?
2: Uh, yes. Um, I think people who do really well at S&P Global, people who are obsessed with the customer, um, people who are obsessed with working together, and I think people who are obsessed with learning. I think those sort of stand out to me as people who do really well from a career standpoint. Um, You know, we we have we have a really wonderful, unique proposition where we have career coaches in our company. It's really unique. And career coaches sort of work with our people to provide them with a super personalized experience, which is so different. No one does that. You know, you've heard people continuously saying companies, Jason, you know, oh, people, you own your own career, you own your own career, it's up to you to do it, right? Well, you need help. You do need help and you need help, independent help. Good advice is what we all need in our careers. And so I think that's another unique aspect of of S&P Global.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And obviously, um, the, the work that you and your team did on, on repositioning uh, the, the, the website um, was intended to, uh, to you know, improve it from, from what you had before. So just briefly, what were you looking to, to change and, and accomplish with, with the new site? Um, how, how was it envisioned to be different from, from what you had previously?
2: Well, it's, again, it sort of was pretty simple for us. We needed to upgrade our platform, right? It was pretty dated what we had, um, but we wanted it to be real. We wanted our real employees to share their real stories so that we could showcase them in a completely fresh way, right? Because we didn't want it to be, you know, the usual boring um, pieces that you've seen you know that seem to be very very staged very much you know scripted we wanted people just to be themselves and they were incredibly real and i just i mean i couldn't be more proud about the work the team has done it's just brilliant it's absolutely brilliant
1: yeah we've had we've had clients when uh they've they've brought in history factory and they've said we're really trying to get away from all of the fake people <laughs> Um, yep. And uh, and and clearly, the new site accomplishes that. But but obviously, when when we, we started working on this at the beginning of the year, it was a lot easier to travel around the world and to capture those authentic people and those real stories. Um, but you know, by by April, uh, it, it was looking pretty pretty unlikely that, that it was going to be uh, possible to sort of capture those stories in, in the same way that you had intended. Um, so how were you all able to sort of pivot in that? Because um, I think that'll be one of the things that folks are really interested in um, as we are continuing to clearly be working in a uh, virtual and highly decentralized environment. Um, how were you able, how were, was your team able to still um, gather and document those kinds of real stories from people around the world.
2: Mm. And look, thankfully, m- um, my team is uh, very agile and they uh, they they did pivot a lot. <laughs> and they pivoted, um, they did a brilliant job, as I said, I think, and, and I think the results better than even what I expected. They used um, special mobile technology to do the filming and to give people direction so that they could do it themselves. I mean. This pandemic just created a fantastic opportunity for people to, you know, bring us into their homes um, and, you know, really create and capture that rawness, you know, where some people are sitting in their lounge room working and some people in their hallway and some people are cooking meals and some people are, you know, um, drawing and whatever it is. I mean, people, you know, you you see them in their, their their home environment or their their pseudo work environment, and it's just a wonderful personal touch that I don't think we would have had, um, filming you know in the street or filming in the office. And so I think it's it's like I said, it's a brilliant piece of work. I think the team has it's just done a wonderful job. Uh, Equipping people to be doing it themselves, but also our our employees, our people have just rose to the occasion. and it's just been fantastic. I just love the rawness of 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 their stories.
1: Yeah, you make such a great point. Uh, I, I love the term Christ and and you're absolutely right. It, 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 in a, in a funny way, the the stories are even not much more authentic because before the pandemic, um, it's not as likely that you would have been capturing content, you know, riding or you know, people filming themselves in their cars, you know, in their in their homes, um, and so it really did end up sort of ironically working for for the purposes of this of this project. Um, now, you mentioned before uh, the results. Uh, the site's only been up for for a week or two, I think. But what have been um, some of the initial results of the site? Um, and how, maybe how, how has it been um, uh, responded to internally by your, your teams and colleagues?
2: Uh, it's been fantastic, Jason, our employees and people love it. I mean, it's just the, the engagement from our employees has been fantastic, but also, um, you know, at the site itself, I think we're seeing the results that It's 12 times what, you know, what it was before. And, you know, we're monitoring um, just on LinkedIn alone, you know, our launch in the first week saw, you know, 27,000 sponsored ad views, which we've, you know, we just never had that before. I think we had, you know, almost 8,000 organic feed views, which again, it's, it's, that helps us increase our, our percentage of, you know, followers, which is important as well, because, you know, we want to see more people following and and being engaged. I just think the initial response has been tremendous, right. It's been overwhelming. In fact, Um, people have just, um, our own employees have reacted really positively, but also um, people that know them. uh uh, you know reacting positively so thrilled with the um the initial first few weeks and i think we'll just continue to go stronger and stronger
1: that's awesome and i'm curious given this experience that you've had you know recreating this this website and this sort of uh pivot that, that that you all made with it um have there been other experiences where you've had to have that kind of pivot that you see becoming just sort of part of the new norm of how uh, you all uh, operate uh, there as a, as, as a people team? Um, have you seen any other sort of pivots that are, are becoming part of sort of the standing operating procedure of the team?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> there's so many new norms that have been formed, right? I mean, just even the meeting norms. You know you have much shorter punchier meetings because you don't want to be on zoom forever in a day you want uh, I think huddles are the, are, the, are the new quickest way of just making you know connections and you know getting together and then just dropping off very quickly so that you, you don't see those long three-hour meetings happening anymore like you see 20 minute slots and 45 minute slots and that's it you know they seem to be the longest I think that's definitely something I've loved about this. Um, I think uh, I think people have become, um, you know, definitely because of you know just think about the stories that we captured. People have just become much more comfortable being themselves, right? And I love the fact that people are much more open about. Um, their their work and their their family life together. It's sort of like it's combined into one now. You don't have two separate lives. It's, it's, you, you know, you're one person. We always have been one person, but it's nice that people can actually talk freely about, you know, their personal life. And I think that that's here to stay. And of course, just the pure empathy right, is is here to stay. I don't think that will disappear. I think that's been a big positive for everybody watching um, our leaders step up to being more empathetic leaders and just everyone towards each other. It's just been fabulous. Um, I I think they're great things that uh, we should all benefit from. I mean, the most obvious one is that we don't all need to be back in the office full time, right? So we're, we're also reimagining how our workplace will be post-COVID. What does that look like? And we've got, um, you know, we've got this project team working called Reimagine on what does it look like post-COVID. How do we serve our customers differently? How do we um, work differently? And where do we work? And and that's all very exciting because it, it will be a hybrid model. It will never be five days a week back in the office ever again.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I think you're I think you're right about that, and um, and yeah, the the, the the new site is such a reflection of of who the company is at this time, and and your your people, um, and your culture, um, it's such a it's such an authentic expression of that, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how how the company continues to uh, evolve. Um, but I think you're right. Uh, a lot of a lot of silos and, and a lot of sort of different walls in our life have have sort of broken down, um, and that's probably here to stay.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's great, Jason. I think we could be happy with that.
1: It's a yeah, good, it's the yeah.
2: silver lining of this uh, pandemic.
1: Yes. Yes. So, well, Demetra, thank you so much uh, for for joining us and uh, congrats again to you and the team for, uh, for a spectacular uh, new uh, career site. And we'll look forward to catching up again soon.
2: Thanks, Jason. Thank you, be well.
1: You too.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks again to Demetra and at the beginning of our conversation you heard her describe S&P Global as a company of pioneers and thinkers. And if you check out the website at spglobal.com, you'll see that language which is really grounded in the heritage of the company. S&P Global has a history that dates back to 1860 when a guy named Henry Varnum Poor began publishing research to help create more transparency in the emerging railroad industry. And his company became PORS Publishing, and that company, of course, went on to become Standard & Poor's in 1941 when it merged with a company called Standards Statistics. And over the last 160 years, the company has been a leader in providing essential intelligence that enable decision makers to make those decisions. And today, of course, that means the company is deeply invested in data science and AI. So if you or someone you know is super smart and super driven, uh, you may want to check out s and Global. As I shared before, the, the project was really emblematic of how companies are having to adapt. And in this case, it was about how to still create high quality content from around the world, which literally included turning their employees into creative filmmakers with guidelines that enabled the team to get the content they wanted and to then produce it into a final product that delivered on the brief. So that's our episode. Uh, if you're interested in discovering more stories about how companies and brands are managing through the pandemic, uh, check out c19corporatememory.org. Uh, if you have uh, uh, experiences and, and, and uh, examples from your own company uh, that you'd like to share, uh, please share them with us at the website. And thanks again to Demetra Manis. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with some new stories about the history that companies and brands are making today. Thanks again, and be safe.